0: to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest was part of a national championship at Louisville seven years ago at UNC Wilmington here in our statewide audience. He took the Seahawks to two NCAA tournaments, was also a two-time CAA Coach of the Year. He's now in year three as the head coach of the NC State Wolfpack. He's trying to take them to the big dance for the second time in his three years in Raleigh. And last night, he and his team took a huge step in that direction. It was Wolfpack 88, number 6 Duke 66. I saw that Kevin Keats, Wolfpack coach, even ran out and partied with the students by the bell tower last night. Coach Keats, welcome back to the David Glenn Show, and congratulations, man. What was that like? I felt like you needed security guards standing next to you as you uh, got (laughs) stuck in the middle of that mob.
1: Well, D.G., man, thanks again for having me on. Um, It was a a great win for us. Uh, It was a win that our guys needed for confidence. Um, You know, we had played pretty good basketball, and, you know, we had played three games on the road and was able to win two, and then uh, couldn't finish out the Boston College game. And so we had a great opportunity to, what we say, get well and play against a very good Duke team, and I thought our guys responded. Uh, I had a great time last night. It was fun. Um, I got a chance to hang out with a student body who um, who did a tremendous job yeah. uh, helping us win the game. And I thought after the game I would go over to the Bell Tower and hang out with those guys because they <laughs> helped us win. So it was fun, man. I had a good time. Um, I, you know, was very happy with our guys, very happy with our fan base. I thought everybody did a tremendous job. And we just got to co- continue to try to build on this.
0: Kevin Keats is joining us. Follow coach on Twitter. You can catch some really cool video of what happened, of course, during but after the game last night, either at the Wolfpack's official Twitter handle or at Coach Keats' NCSU, some really, really good stuff from late last night after the game. Mike Shashevsky said in the post game, coach, this is not an Xbox basketball game. These are human being basketball games. And he credited you and your team for just being hungrier than his Blue Devils were. When you think of the human being aspect of it, was it the crowd? Was it like the seniors realizing that this season might be in the process of getting away? You know, What was the human element that helped you play so well?
1: Well, first of all, we played against a tremendous team. Uh, World coach, they had won seven in a row, and obviously you don't get to number six in the country unless you're really good. Um, That being said, our guys knew that we had to take advantage of two opportunities um you know obviously i'm a guy who always talks about winning streaks and we had just came off a loss and it was important for us to try to get back on the right tracks of the winning column and and then we talked about here's your opportunity you got a good team coming in here they're really hot but they're also one of the teams that are are, is above you in the acc standings and you could certainly move the needle or help yourself a lot and Um, I thought we responded. Um, Markel Johnson was really, really good last night. Devin Daniels, I thought, you know, did a great job in the first half. And then D.J. Funderberg played extremely well for us And those three. And then we had a bunch of guys who made great plays, and uh, they were role players last night, and uh, they made plays to help us win. But it it was our mentality. Um, I thought we came out with a defensive mentality, and that certainly put us over the hump.
0: DJ Funderburk said after the game, he called the whole NCAA tournament bubble talk "quote the elephant in the room." I find it interesting, Coach. You know we talk about it as media, uh, and you don't. You know it's not like you're bothered by that. You know your fans talk about it. You know your players read about it. Why do you not discuss it a whole lot with your players? Uh, what's the what's the upside of just uh, the tunnel vision approach rather than talking about that big bigger picture?
1: Well, I'm that father that thinks that your child can't handle certain things, so you you hide all of the family business away from him. Yeah. Um, in my situation, I, I don't talk, uh, and, and I'm probably um, 100% wrong. I just don't think our guys can handle the talk of, you know, what is it's NCAA. And I think you can solve two problems at once. I think, you know, if you're going to make the NCAA, you got to win games anyway. So why? Focus on and put that extra pressure on them saying you have to win this game. Um, You know, we're competitors and our guys on our team's competitors. So the way I look at it, you have to win every game anyway. So I try not to put that extra pressure on them saying this particular game you have to have. You know, if you've got to motivate them for one particular game, then I'm probably in the wrong profession.
0: Against Carolina, and I think you addressed this in your post game remarks last night. When you were ahead of the tar heels, you used the phrase "We settled," and ahead of the blue Devils last night, you kept your pace, your momentum, you kept attacking. Why was that important, and how did you handle that in huddles or otherwise once you guys did have that great start that you mentioned before?
1: Well, I thought we learned um you know in and, and every win or loss um you can learn something and, and that loss um I thought we we learned how to continue to play I thought we took the the air out the ball at the Carolina game, and even some games before that where we stopped running offense, we stopped doing the things that we did to get the lead. And when you look at the Duke game, um, I thought we continued to run. I thought we got on the offensive glass. Uh, We ran plays. Uh, When they made big plays, I thought we answered O'Connor with big plays. And uh, that's a sign of maturity. And then, you know, uh, it was the first time in a long time where everybody on a particular night was healthy. you know, We were with uh, eight healthy guys, and we don't have Pat Andrews, but we had four guards that we could put on the floor that were all healthy and they all played extremely well.
0: We've talked with you about the Markel Johnson story a couple times earlier this season. You know, It's just weird to see a good three-point shooter, a good free-throw shooter, kind of crash back to earth this year. You've been around this game forever. Can you make sense of how Markel has gone back and forth between struggling and last night was maybe the best? I've been watching him for four years. Career-high 28 points, nine rebounds, only one turnover the whole game, five out of six threes instead of struggling from long range. Uh, he wasn't reckless. He was unselfish, but he was the star of the game. Have you been able to figure out you know, what makes him tick on his good nights versus some of those other nights?
1: Well, that's what's going to make me go from a, a a good coach to a great coach. I haven't. Uh, no, he I, to his credit, I, I will say this, um, DG. Um, a lot of that is preparation and mental preparation and physical preparation. And you know, I watched him the last couple of days leading up to the Duke game, and man, he was vocal. He was a leader. Um, you know, he was one of the you know the guys who stayed behind and got shots. Um, You know, he he put the work in to have the game that he had, and he deserved to have that game. And what I've got to get with him is reinforce that and continue to say, hey, look how you played when you prepared the right way. Um, You know, I, I even think that he was, you know, getting sleep. You know, he's a guy who doesn't have much sleep, and he doesn't eat great. You know, he doesn't eat a lot of things. And so I think he's starting to understand In order to be successful in this game, you got to be mentally and physically locked in and take care of your body and and make sure you're doing all the right stuff. And he got rewarded for it. So hopefully he can continue to do those things and it will continue to pay off for him.
0: We know you well enough to know that whether the last thing that happened was good or bad, at some point, pretty quickly, you turn the page, right? Celebrate, enjoy what you just did, but turn the page. And your next page is a heck of an opponent. Number 8 Florida State. I saw you request uh, that PNC Arena get packed on Saturday the way it got packed last night against Duke. The Seminoles, Coach, remind me of y'all in some ways. I mean, you're good at creating turnovers with your defense. The Seminoles, I think, are the best in the whole league at creating turnovers with their defense. That was the first thing that came to my mind on this matchup. What's the first thing that comes to yours?
1: Well, they, they play the way I eventually want to play. Um, he's able to play uh, 10 or 11 guys and run fresh guys in um, and impress you and get up and down, and they kind of wear you down as the game go along. Uh, They'll switch one through five. Uh, Very good defensive team. They do a tremendous job in transition on both ends of the floor. Um, He's done a really good job and probably don't get enough credit for the job he's done at Florida State. Um, But, you know, we're we're talking about two of the best teams uh, in our league and country that we have to play back-to-back.
0: What's your uh, final message to Wolfpack Nation as you contemplate Saturday?
1: well i i love the atmosphere i I love um you know this team's gonna fight and claw and you know just like every coach would ask is that you know stay with us and stick with us because um you know we don't win the way we won the game if we don't have the support of our students and our fan base and you know when when pnc is uh rocking uh it's one of the toughest places in the country to play and um you know, they, those guys are worth at least 10 points the way they scream and yell and everything else. And I just ask for them to break it every game.
0: Last thing for Wolfpack coach Kevin Keats again, follow him on Twitter at Coach Keats NCSU. Do you leave most of the bubble talk and analysis to others? Because you may even be surprised by this. Maybe you follow it closely. I don't know. Do you know what ACC basketball team? Out of 15 has the best record in what the selection committee calls quad 1 games right now.
1: No, I don't. I think you're going to tell me. I am. I no, it's
0: I, it's your I, team. It's I mean, this is incredible to me, coach. In quad 1 games, your Wolfpack is 5 wins and 2 losses. Even Duke is 4 and 2, Louisville's 4 and 3, and Florida State and Virginia are 3 and 3. So Really? I know you've got some other games you wish didn't get away, but I mean, quad one is kind of complicated. You know, it's top 75 teams at their place and top, uh, what, 50 games neutral, top 30 games at your place, whatever. It can change day to day. But five and two against what the NCAA committee calls your most difficult challenges, that's a heck of a record.
1: Well, listen, that, that is a good record, and you're right, um, D.G., I, I expect you to make sure that you pump that <laughs> nationally. Um, I'm not going to do it. No, I get it. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to sit back, but that's a, that's pretty good. and That says a lot about our guys and the way we're moving the program, but I did not know that fun fact, and that's a good one. And, um, you know, we're just going to keep on. We've got a lot of basketball to play, yeah. and we're just going to keep plugging along.
0: I wish I could claim that I was more powerful. I will continue to scream that number from the rooftops, Coach. Five and two sounds really, really good. But uh, sadly, hey, I have no voice, influence in the committee.
1: Your voice goes a long way. Man. <laughs> so don't, don't sell yourself short.
0: Hey, thanks, man. And congratulations again. We always appreciate you squeezing us in here on the David Glenn Show.
1: Right, anytime. Thank
0: you, DG. You got it. Eighty-eight, sixty-six. Wolfpack over Duke. We're coming back to your calls on the other side. Some of you were there. Some of you are Duke fans who have questions about where the Blue Devils go from here. Other than Trey Jones and Vernon Carey, there were not a lot of great contributions for the Blue Devils, and that is a concern given what it takes to win championships, a supporting cast to go with your star players. The stars showed for the Devils but really nobody else did. The Wolfpack had their veterans step up in huge ways, and Coach Keats talked about all of them. Hill Johnson, career-high 28. Devin Daniels, career-high 25. DJ Funderburk, 21 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals. All three of those guys were efficient really at both ends while putting up those numbers. You need your best players and you certainly need your veterans to step up when times are difficult. That is exactly what happened for the Wolfpack last night. Still work to do, but it's funny. We're back in, in some ways where we were in the preseason with the obvious exception of UNC. I don't know anybody who correctly predicted the debacle that has become the Tar Heels season. Other than that, do you all remember who we mostly talked about in the preseason? Duke and Louisville as top-tier teams. Here they are, top-tier teams months later. We talked about Florida State as an NCAA-caliber team. UVA the year after the national title. They wouldn't be as good, obviously, but still an NCAA competitor. The Wolfpack was in that conversation. The Tar Heels were, too. But other than that huge miss, I think we're really back to five of the six teams That We circled in the preseason. I also kind of whiffed on Notre Dame. I thought the Irish would be better than they turned out to be. They're more of an NIT team, but this Wolfpack had in it much of what you saw last night. Now, 88-66, 22-point victory over Duke, that's certainly special, and in some cases it was unprecedented as those historical numbers I gave you earlier reflect. But that's what the Wolfpack has in it. That's what those who have been taking shots at the pack saying, why do you guys talk about them having this higher ceiling? Why do you talk about them as a potential, you know, you know the calls that we get the day after they lose to the Tar Heels or whatever when they're supposed to beat this year's Carolina team. Why do you got, what do you see in them even after these ugly defeats? This is what many of us saw. DJ Funderburk is a quality ACC caliber big guy. Markel Johnson, Devin Daniels, and C.J. Bryce are fourth- and fifth-year guards who have accomplished significant things at the college level, including in a Wolfpack uniform, some of those guys being transfers. That's what you need. Proven commodities at guard who've been around the block are incredibly valuable come March Madness or even big games like last night in the month of February. A little bit of inside-outside balance is incredibly valuable. Funderburk, I know Manny Bates didn't have numbers last night, but having a shot blocker down there, just to harass Vernon Carey for a while, just to intimidate dribble-drive penetrations from the opponent. Like, There's a lot of pieces to like there, and those pieces came together magically last night. Wolfpack, 88 Blue Devils, 66.